Hi there, I'm Birgit O'Connor and welcome to the World of Watercolor Painting Podcast. Now our goal is to keep you motivated, inspired, and just have fun. And if you like what you hear and see, make sure to subscribe to the channel and I'll keep you updated. And again, I'd like to say hello to some of our new listeners that we have in the Bahamas, Bangladesh, Lebanon, the United Arab Emirates, Qatar, and Croatia. Now today we're going to conclude our two-part episode with some students from our Joy of Painting Loose and Free course. Last week we had a conversation, and this week we're doing the demonstration. Now make sure to stay tuned to the very end, because after the students left and the painting was dry, I came back in and added a little more water and color. So let's get started and have some fun. Hi everyone! I'm so glad that you're joining me today. What I want to show you is the techniques that you'll be using that I used when I painted this, this, or this, or and this, not or, whatever. And so it's a very loose style and it's just turned into a portrait using the same brushes that you'll be using right now. The reason why I'm using this is because I had this big old sketch on, this is 140 pound hot press paper and I thought, am I going to tear this down or use it? So I'm going to use it. And it's pretty big. You don't have to use something this big. You can make it smaller. But I'm working the seam just back and forth. I folded it over. And then I'm going to tear it right through here. And then I'm going to try to put it on the table. And try to tear it a little bit. Hopefully that works. There we go. Let's go ahead and do this. Now, the reason why I thought this would be fun is um, just to kind of play with the brush strokes. I'm not really creating an invested painting, just having fun. You can do a simple shape. And obviously, these are pairs. If you can see the drawing, I'm going to have my shadow back here on all of those. So that means I have to have my light source on this side, shadows on that side. So, I'm thinking, what brush do I want to use? If I use my uh, number 20 blend brush, I'm going to be actually drawing it on more, which I don't want to do. I want it to be a little sloppier. So I'm going to use my cat's tongue brush. I could use the squirrel. And my color in here has been uh, just a little bit, it's been in there for a little while. Let's get some of this in there. Light source on this side, darker on this back side. And I'm going to use whatever colors I have in here. So you could even make them. I'm going to go wet on dry. I thought, do I want to wet the paper first? Uh, I don't. I'm thinking I don't necessarily want to wet the paper at this point. And the reason being is because I thought if I did, then I'm going to have more of a blend. And what I really want are some of those little windows of the white paper showing through possibly. So since that's the back side, it's going to be a little darker, but I'm just getting things ready here. So what's fun about this, but oh, I had a big gob of paint there. So I'm going to just scrub that back and forth. And what I could do if I wanted to soften this, I could use my number 30. Or what I could think about is maybe using my 
Uh, let's see. I'm thinking about, about a larger brush. So I want a big, I want something that's going to hold a lot of water. I'm going to go ahead and use this one here. That feels a little stiff to me. And so I'll just consider that a little bit of a foundation right there. Let's go ahead and do these others. I keep getting a little um, icky thing of paint in there. So even if you just make some simple shapes and start with that, it's very forgiving and fun. And I, I didn't think about this until, like I said, right before we started the meeting. And I'll use my large brush like that. I want something that holds a lot of water. And why we're doing this too, if you want to do this, is to get your wrist moving, get you to loosen up. Let's go ahead and put some over here. Now I didn't bring the color all the way up to the line and I might in a minute. So. When you did the cello man and the nun, did you combine loose with controlled? Not really. It was pretty much all this. But like that is a little bit bigger. I used this brush, the cat's tongue. And I did not use any of these. So now here, like I'm thinking I could use this. Do I want to use this brush? Just to give you an idea, do I want to use this to soften that edge or add more water? And I thought, well, this definitely is going to add more water and make it looser. So I'm going to go ahead and thank you for remembering that name, Shirley. I had so much fun with those. All right, and so for this, I'm really liking the looseness. This is on hot press, so we're getting blossoms. I'm letting it happen. I'm happy with that. And in fact, what I'm starting to think about, maybe what I'll do, do I want to add some purple into it? If I add purple, it's going to be good on the shadow, but it can get muddy. How about if I take more of that quinacridone magenta? I'll take a little bit of that Windsor Violet Dioxazine and the quinacridone magenta. Let's throw a little bit of that in there. I'm thinking the shadow side. So hopefully you'll see is that how uh, loose and where I'm holding the brush is a little higher up the handle. It's a good exercise. And also those paintings that uh, you were asking about, Shirley, they, it was on 140. They were really, really uh, warped because I used a ton of water on it. So what I ended up doing there is wetting the back and laying it face down on a clean surface. And it actually got worse um, because of, of how I was handling it. So what I ended up doing that, which wasn't a big deal, because I just kept an eye on it, and then I ended up ironing it on the back. Now, I thought I could try to remove some of that um, 
put that water there. But if I do that, then I'm not going to get those intentional blooms. And if I continue to work on this, which would be fun, it may not... Um... Oh, that thought has just left the building there. If I continue to work on it, then it's, it can easily continue to get muddy. I just like the looseness of what I've got here. I'm going to go ahead and try to get a little line over here, a little definition. So I think this is fun how it looks right now. I could add another layer into it. I'm going to leave that alone for right now. But then let's go ahead and work on those stems. So now for the stems, if I wanted, I could use a sword. But I'm, well, maybe we should. Let's go ahead and use this. Let's take a look. I'm a little hesitant. I think I'm a lot hesitant. And the reason being is because it's so floppy, it's going to flick paint everywhere. And it's okay, but that's not what I want. I want uh, just, I want to be able to have a little more control just to stay inside here. So I'm going to just get right up there and bring this down, kind of skip it in there just a, a little bit. And even if it mingles into the pear, that's just fine. Just fun. It's a lot of fun. Maybe I'll take some of that shadow color and bring it down here. Throw that in here while it's still a little damp. This might be a real good one for you to start with. And then I'm thinking, what about the shadow behind it? Since these are really wet, how am I going to handle it? Do I want to do it now? Should I wait with it? I could, probably should but I'm going to go do it. Now thinking about um, the colors that I have right here, I'm going to go ahead, get back to that cat's tongue brush, and I'd like to get more of a blue or purple in there. I think that would look really nice next to that um, brownish color that we have in here. So here's some blue, French ultramarine blue, do I want to have a little purple? I'll put a little purple in there. I'll bring a little Windsor Violet Dioxazine in there. So I have basically three different colors that I can choose from right here. Okay, now I'm thinking, do I want to touch it? Will I, do I want to allow it to spill into it? So let's go ahead and do it. I do like how it disappears, how it spills out into it. Let's take a look. I don't, I want to have some edges, but I don't mind if some of that disappears. And let's bring it up into here. So this is just forcing you to be loose. I like that. That's fun. Let's go ahead and do this right through here. I, I must have had this thing sketched out for years and I haven't done anything with it. Okay, lots of water in here.
I would not get the same results on um, the 300 arches. Let's go ahead. I'm a little nervous that that is a huge puddle down there. And let's go ahead and try to get a little bit underneath that too. Erica, did you say you're on 140 arches or 140 uh, Fa Fabriano? This is 140 arches hot press. You can have fun just making a mess. And where we run into a problem is when we continue to overwork it. So I'm going to do just that one little thing through here and then I would need to let it dry. So, and I want to cover a larger area, so I'm going to uh, flatten that brush. So what I was thinking today, I thought, well, what can we do to get you just to get that wrist moving? And that's why we're doing this. That's a spreading a little more than I'd like, but I'm not too concerned about it. What I would do is see what happens, and I can always go darker with that shadow if I want to. Okay, so that would be a lot of fun. I'm happy with it. And if we want to break up some of that texture a little bit, what I could do is take that little uh, sword brush. Let's go take some of that color. Let's drop in some spots. Maybe that's a little too much. So the reason, now what happens with that that little flick, it ends up opening areas up. Just a little bit. And I could come back in once this dries and add another layer if I want, but I'm liking what's happening here. Ta-da! <laughs> Are there any questions or anything? Are you all ready to start painting? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I, let's see. I'm going to, I'm looking for your faces now and you can either nod or no or yeah. Okay. All right, everyone. Great. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and unmute you all. We know how dangerous this is. Oh, I really like that. Wasn't that fun? Yeah. I really like that. That's right up my alley. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You can do that with pears, apples, simple shapes. And when I developed this, I, uh, I did not plan on this. So obviously, you know, like I said, this has been sitting around for a while. Okay. So, um, and Joanne is hot press. What do you, uh, what are you saying? What, do you, what are you asking there? Any chance? Uh, oh, is hot press better? Okay. You know, what's so interesting with this style of, yeah, you know, I originally thought maybe hot press, but then I moved to the Fabriano. I like that. And I'm also happy with it on 140 pound arches paper. So what I want you to do, the, the intention about this class too, is that you experiment with the brushes, experiment with the paper and see what is working for you. Where are you the most successful? Because what works for somebody else may not be what works the best for you. That's it. This is such a different course than the other ones. Um, I do have a quick question. Okay. Um, I have some cheaper uh, wood pulp paper. Would that be okay to use just for the playing or is, should I just go with the cotton? So that's probably, is that like a, it's a student brand that you've got? 
I th it was given to me, I guess so, yeah. You can. So sweet. You go ahead and play with it. It's a good thing to get yourself um, moving and on on that. Uh, I think for that, what you'll probably need to do is make sure that you have a brush that holds enough water and give it a try. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Great. Take care. Now, if you remember earlier, I mentioned that after the students had left, I came back in on a dry painting and added more water and color. And this particular composition gives you a chance to play with the amount of water and color and big, bold strokes. Just get a little bit in there. Because it's going, this is on a um, 140-pound hot press paper, so it's going to dry lighter. And then I'm going to go ahead and get some more color into those pears. And I'm fine with those blossoms. I think they're just fine. So I'm going to take some quinacridone gold. And I want to pump up the color here. I'm thinking, do I want to add any of that yellow? Maybe I'll add a little bit of that yellow into it. And I'm going... I might allow some of that color to spill in. That I do like that when that happens. So that has a little Hansi yellow and quinacridone gold. Big bold strokes. And I'm wondering do I want to make it round go this way or why? Ugh, I don't like that color but it's okay. Just going to soften a little bit of it. I don't mind that little neutral blend through there. But I do like the quinacridone magenta more, so I'm going to go ahead and throw that in there a little bit. Let's see what it ends up doing on the paper. I'd like it to move a tiny bit. Or maybe lift a little out. Then I'd like this to have a little more gold into it, so I'm going to take some quinacridone gold and a little Hansa yellow, throw that in there. So I'm just adding another layer to it. Let's try to get some color over here. So it's the quinacridone gold and the Hansi yellow. This is this particular painting style is so much fun, and uh, let's see, some of that gold has traveled into the purple, so it'll neutralize it and make it a little, um, well, neutralized, so it won't be as blue. And then let's go ahead. You can see how having a little bit more of that yellow in there makes it much more interesting compared to that one layer right through here. Let's get some of that color in there. And this is that cat's tongue brush. Just a lot of fun. 
I have a little quinacridone magenta that I'm adding back into this. And then after I mixed it into there, I thought, oh, you know, that's going to actually turn into more of a red, which I don't want. Not a red, um, an orange. It can be challenging to talk and think at the same time and paint. <laughs> so... So again, shadows on one side, light sources on the other. I like having that little highlight down here. Now, I really don't need to do anything else. I could, I'll go in and add a little bit more color on the stem. And if you noticed, I went from my palette over around my painting and then bring it in. I mean, I don't mind if I spatter color on here, but I want to have control over where it spatters instead of it just happening without uh, with what I don't want to happen and in the stem that one layer that I have is okay but on just that one layer is going to look a little flat so that's why I'm coming back in okay so we'll just do that so I'm liking that and I'm thinking do I want to take any of this color I should probably just leave it alone but I'm going to go ahead and take some of that purple it along the bottom a little bit here and there to give it a, a bottom. I know I'm on the verge of overdoing all of this. Okay, just going to stop it like that and I'm going to call that done. Now thank you so much for joining us today and I know my name can be a little challenging to spell so if you're interested in becoming one of my students, you can also go to theworldofwatercolorpainting.com. And to enroll into my school, take one of the free courses, and I'll keep you posted on any updates. Now to hear future podcasts, make sure to subscribe to the channel. And if you'd like to leave a review, I would love to hear from you. So until next time, have fun and happy painting!